This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Opportunities to fight inflation with biofuel. People act like they are helpless over gas prices and higher prices in general, but they are only as helpless as they allow themselves to be. Last week, when national gas prices hit new record highs, $4.72 a gallon, I paid $3.60 a gallon for E30. The auto and petroleum industries have been lying to you all that it takes a flex fuel vehicle to use E30. I'm on my second Dodge Ram using E30, having put 200,000 miles on the first one with no problems and over 70,000 miles on the second. The standard fuel in Brazil is E28, reflecting RE10. All vehicles in Brazil use E28. Real-world condition testing done by Glacier Lakes in Watertown, South Dakota, showed that E30 gets the same mileage as E10 and costs less. It will have more octane. I asked my shop foreman once how much ethanol that a non-flex fuel vehicle could use, and he said 50%. No one asks you when you trade vehicles how much ethanol you've used, and it really doesn't matter because the pretended damage to vehicles is a myth perpetrated by the petroleum industry. If you are lazy in a sheep, then use E10 and pay more. Some farmers have E30 blended into their farm barrels. I'll not take anyone complaining about the price of gas seriously if they're only using E10. The best choice would be to buy a flex fuel vehicle and use E85 as my young son does. The most he has paid at the pump is 295 a gallon for E85. The auto industry limits your choice of vehicles by limiting the flex fuel engines offered. You do not need a flex fuel vehicle to use E15. They approved year-round E15 sales in virtually all vehicles, so if you are concerned about warranties and such, then go with the fuel blend, although the cost savings is much less. We are blessed with a large number of fuel retailers in our region that offer a selection of ethanol blends. I can get where I go around the state from blender's pump to blender pump with no difficulty. There is one retailer in particular that has a blender's pump that changes the price only when he refills his ethanol tank. In times like this, when prices are rising sharply, you can often still buy E30 at last month's prices until he runs out, refills, and then reprices. If you pay attention, you can notice these things. These are all things that taken together are how consumers who take personal responsibility can mitigate some of the higher fuel costs. Contrary to the whiners, there are things that you can do. I have actually paid for all the gas that I'll use this year by buying brakes in crude oil futures. Farmers should be managing their fuel costs by installing tanker load-sized diesel fuel barrels and buying and booking fuel in seasonal time frames. A subscriber told me that he contracted his diesel fuel for $3.66 a gallon for this year, which deserves kudos. The only way to fully have control is to have some fuel on the farm. It is not inconceivable that there will be fuel shortages ahead. Some on-farm storage is advisable. Most consumers today are managing inflation by buying less of things at a time, hoping that inflation is transitory. I think that's a poor bet. I think that you should be buying more when the seasonal opportunities arrive. For example, I have a freezer full of Krylvac ribeyes bought for $9.99 a pound. We bought our crop inputs last fall, your nitrogen, for $3.90 a ton. 
So when someone complains to me about the high cost of fertilizer, high price of steak, or high fuel cost, all that tells me is he is a poor risk manager, as there are ways to be progressive and control costs. Doing nothing gets you what they hand out to those who do nothing. Most focus on finding someone to blame higher costs on. I don't know who to blame. Me. There was a lot that could be done to protect oneself from higher costs. And if you didn't do them, then you are responsible. Granted, I have had experience with inflation in the 1970s for education. I've pointed out that we are only in the first phase of inflation. Anecdotal evidence is that buyers are slowing purchases or not in response to higher prices, thinking that they will not last and they will write it out. Maybe, but I doubt it. I think that the demise of globalization and trend toward deglobalization is going to cause inflation pressure to protract. Varying degrees of inflation could last years. I think that crop input costs will remain high. I also think that there will be seasonal dips in which to buy. Hesitation and consternation passing on seasonal weakness will lead to paying more. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 